Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Cued Up, the podcast, review podcast, very specifically, tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, etc., etc. Um, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Pretty fantastic. That's great. That's good. Yeah, last week yeah. wasn't. <laughs> no, last week was bad. This week uh, was good, you know, starting off on the left foot. Um, because I don't have a right one, obviously. Nice. Um, no, no, uh, the Raiders won uh, their game and made the playoffs. and Super excited about that. And, you know, Carr is going to be leading them. And I'm really thrilled about that because the only year they've made the playoffs in the past 19 years since their Super Bowl loss in 2002 uh, that was uh, the the year that they were twelve and three and playing Indianapolis, and Carr's ankle got broke in the fourth quarter, and uh, they finished twelve and four and lost in the first round with their backup quarterback. So it's like he's finally getting to go to the playoffs after so much of a crazy tumultuous season with all they've been through with the controversy and the tragedy of the receiver that he was involved in with the death of that poor young woman Mm -hmm. and her dog and you know just first time a head uh, interim head coach has been brought in in the middle of a season and taken over and actually gotten a team to the playoffs so that alone, he should get coach of the year for riding that shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, uh, so one of the funniest things to me about football, or I don't know, mainly football in this instance, because, uh, I don't really watch closely, if that makes sense. No, um, you're a casual observer, you watch on occasion with your family, yeah, because your family's um, diehard Raiders fans, well, like I die am. Hard. Die, like die hard. Um, the the because I'm not even like yeah. You could call me a Niner fan, but that's a very loose term. The thing is, I like watching it. I like watching sports. I just don't have. I don't care to have a dog or a leg in the race. And um, rivalries are always incredibly funny to me because um. trying to figure out how to say this correctly because I'm trying to get my point across. As somebody who was a Niner fan, it still is a Niner, I don't know if it was, is a Niner fan, I don't see the point in having a rivalry to the Raiders. No, that was more of a cross cross town, cross the bay kind of thing. Well, they they really don't have that anymore. Well, yeah, like if if there's the Battle of the Bay game, I get it. But it's like, when I hear a Niner fan hate the Raiders, I'm like, for what? You're not in the same fucking division. You literally... Not even in the same conference. That's what I meant was conference. Uh, I just say it wrong every time. Um, It happens. But yeah, like, I don't don't get it. You're not... You're not together in that regard. So both teams are together in that regard. So I don't understand why it's... Oh, oh, sorry. Why it's necessary to to kind of like say I hate the Raiders if you're a Niner fan and vice versa. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
Now, having rivalries in your own conference makes perfect sense to me. Sitting there saying something along the lines of, uh, I uh, I don't like the fuck, like the Niners fans hate Green Bay or hate Seattle or some shit like that. Or both the Raiders and the Niners saying, like, we don't like the Cowboys. I get that. Um, less so for the Niners? No, Raiders. Because the Cowboys are in the in the NFC with the that's why yeah 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 but like like Raiders fans should be like I don't like the Cowboys that's as far as that conversation goes um, whereas Raider, Niners fans as, should absolutely but. as a as a card carrying member of Raider Nation you are legally obligated and required to hate four teams in the NFL all other teams are hated at your own discretion but the four teams you must hate are Kansas City, the Chiefs, the Denver Broncos, and the Los Angeles Chargers. And outside of the divisional rivals in those three teams, the New England Patriots, because of the tuck rule. Which so, I actually mentioned. And Tom Brady by proxy. I mentioned that to Andy a while, like, uh, uh, I want to say like a month ago, that I always find it funny that you guys – still hold on to the whole that whole game like the snow game and the tuck rule and all that kind of shit oh it's dramatic and he goes he goes are you kidding they fucking should hold on to that like they had to make a whole new rule in the nfl for that i was like oh i didn't know that yes i thought you guys just got fucked over on one game and you guys just holding on to it no no i mean that game was won. it was in hand they should have had that yeah i didn't know they made a whole new rule i would i i my argument wouldn't have happened, or not argument. I guess my point wouldn't have started had I known that. Um, the whole like aspect of a new rule being created because you guys got fucked over on that. Uh, but you know, but this doesn't. This also doesn't take away my point that uh, Sports fans will hold on to something like that for fucking ever, and not just that, but like just something in general. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Look, look at the look at the Boston Red Sox, the curse of the Bambino. Yeah, you know, it's like they didn't. What, what was the last time they won a series? You know, and then when they got rid of Babe Ruth, they didn't win again until two thousand two, three. Forgive me for not knowing that off the top of my head, but you know the curse of the goat with the White Sox or the no White Sox wrong Chicago team, the Cubs. Uh, look how long it took them to win another World Series over a hundred fucking years. <laughs> uh, they, they 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 hold on to that shit and they believe in that shit. Sports fans are very superstitious, very, which is arguably one of the reasons that I have a hard time with sports too. Is that you know, like I was trying to explain to my little brother because he was sitting there saying, like, they have to yell, kick it, whoever the hap- the kicker happens to be. I guess for a while it was kick it fat ass because the guy was like kind of chunky. Oh, Sebastian Janikowski. Yes. I couldn't remember yeah. his name. They called him his his nickname was Seabass. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that my because... family personally, I don't know about anybody else, but my family personally was like they would always yell, kick it fat ass before he kicked it, and he'd make it. Um Except for the times that he w- didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you have you can you can believe 
that you have a lucky jersey or a lucky hat or a lucky pair of socks, you know. And if they win, you can say, yeah, I was part of that. But if you lose, it's like, oh, it didn't work. But you still, they still wear the shit again. Yeah. But yeah. if they don't have it on, they're like, oh, no, it's because I didn't have this on. Never mind the factor of the players on the court or the field or the diamond or the ice, whatever respective sport you're watching and playing, you know, the, the people directly involved, that's the outcome deciders. It's not because of something that you wear or a ritual that you do, but rationale goes out the window when it comes to many, many sports fans. Well, that's, um, you this know, is a, this for, is, like I said, this is what I, this is what I was trying to point out to my little brother because, you know, they were saying this kind of stuff and Jeff, my little brother was like, you don't believe in superstitions. You don't believe in jinxes and stuff like that. I was like, no, I don't. Well, I don't know why this is so suddenly somehow new. And he goes, he goes, well, you know, it's, it's worked. And I go, okay, let's say, for example, uh, you yell kick it fat ass every time he kicks, right? Yeah. And he 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 successfully makes about 75% of those. Why are you ignoring the 25% that it didn't work? Like you're mm-hmm. choosing to ignore it. And he says because it works more than it doesn't. And I go that that doesn't track. That's not how that's not how numbers and logic works. And I go, okay, let's do this, Jeff. Do you believe in the zodiac? Do you believe that the stars and the and the and celestial bodies have an effect on humans' emotions throughout the day? Do you believe that when when Mercury is in retrograde that it has an effect on your day? Well, of course not. I go, then how is this any different? How is you sitting at home watching the game on TV? have an effect on what happens in that field. And he was like, no, I get you, Greg. And I was like, I was like, I'm not saying don't wear your stuff. I'm not saying don't have your traditions, but don't come at me with that shit and say like, I know that it works. Cause I'm going to kind of look at you like an idiot. I just yeah, am. Yeah. like, uh, it's, it's, it's a bizarre, a very bizarre kind of like direction for me in general. Um, and I'll never quite understand it. Uh, and I've been subject to this kind of shit before. Like, I don't remember the, 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 not the most recent one, but the one before it, when the Niners went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. A couple uh, years ago. No, 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 no. Oh, the, I'm talking about before a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Like a solid six, seven years ago. Back when. I don't think they went to the Super Bowl. I think they missed going to the Super Bowl. No, I remember very specifically being the Super Bowl, and there's a reason why. Because Andy was Andy's house was packed to the gills with people, all Niner fans. I was sitting in a specific chair with not a super comfortable. Would have been twenty twenty twelve. They have been they have been in 81, 84, 88, 89, 94. Those are the ones they won. Which ones did they go to? It was definitely while I was friends with Andy. So 
I'd yeah, 2012, be... 2012 and 2019 is the only times they've been since 94. Then it was okay. Then it was the 2012 one. But, but yeah, I'm sitting in his house. I'm sitting in a specific chair, not a super comfortable chair, but comfortable enough. And they score a touchdown. I get up to get food. They get scored on. So you can guess what happened next. It's because you got up to go get food that got scored on, Greg. So I had to sit there for the entire game. Now let's put this in perspective. Did the Niners win? Nope. So how does any of this make sense? <laughs> that's And that's my point entirely. Like, superstitions to me are always incredibly funny because humans in general, and this is outside of sports, humans in general love to see patterns where there are not. Oh, yeah. And what makes that incredibly fascinating to me is that this then bleeds into sports. It bleeds heavily into sports. So much so that, you know, when the superstition doesn't work, it's ignored entirely. Mm -hmm. And then people want to know, like, how are there flat earthers and shit like that? It's the same thing. It's the same thought process. If you believe in it hard enough, it becomes real in your mind. If you, if you know, if you tell a lie to somebody enough times, it becomes the truth. And yeah. it's the same, it's the same mentality. So my brain doesn't work like that. It can't work like that. And when I'm playing games with friends, certain friends and the, you know, like, a, like, I seriously said to Andy, because uh, there's a map that I fall out on very frequently, like, you know, it. it's it's the fucking Snowball Survival one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had said out loud, I'm not going to fall off of this one because I'm, uh, oh, uh, because it's easy mode, where, like, the center doesn't have the bricks that fall away. Yeah. I still got hit and it got knocked out. So then it became this, like, I jinxed it. And that I fall out on it every single time because I've jinxed it or something to that effect. And I'm like, okay, but what about all the times that I have successfully stayed on? Like, you see how this logic doesn't track? Yeah. So that's 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 my that's my big thing about, like, superstitions is if you sit there and say oh i still chant this certain thing when they're doing a certain thing or i wear this certain out you know the clothing or 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 you know like i have fun watching it in this perspective or whatever great i genuinely think that's fun like i understand why that's fun but please don't tell me that it's it's real or whatever because it's not yeah but um, all of that being said, uh, I thought it was really funny that both the Niner and Raider game came down to OT scores. Oh, yeah. It was a wild day of football all around in general. It was an exciting day league-wide. I mean, there was a lot of shit going on. And I watched like... Well, I watched through NFL Red Zone. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 
you know, every touchdown, every game, you know, you're always seeing action as it happens on the field, no matter, you know, from various different games. Um, and, you know, in the late window, you get to see a lot more consistent from uh, usually just three or four games instead of eight or nine that are going on. Um, so you see a lot more of actual gameplay from specific games. Anyway, sidetracking there. That's all right. Um, it's, it's, we really only have one thing to review today for anybody listening. We're yeah, yeah. The chapter three of the Book of Boba Fett. That's, that's it. Uh, we didn't have another conversation. So kind of just killing time talking about this is totally fine. Yeah, yeah. But it was just exciting because you're seeing, you know, Here's Indianapolis in Jacksonville, where they haven't won since like 2014. And they've got a so-so quarterback in Carson Wentz. And everybody's like, oh, nobody wants to face Indy in the playoffs. They're a hot team. To now, nobody's going to face Indy in the playoffs because they did not play well. Uh, They got owned, absolutely owned. And seeing the drama unfold and how the fucking – uh, outcomes and matchups, and it's like, okay, here Indianapolis is going to lose now. That means the Raiders don't even have to win to get in when before they had to win to get in. <clears throat> but, yeah, you know, now it's like, oh, this opens up the door for Pittsburgh to make it in as long as the Raiders and the Chargers don't end in a tie. You know, so here's all this drama unfolding, and it it came down to the last literal second of the game in overtime for the Raiders and Chargers for the AFC playoff picture to actually be completely uh, established. It was wild, and it was a fun day of, you know, from the 1 o'clock games until that game ended, it was almost midnight here. So it was like 11 hours of just nonstop me, like, eating it up. Cause well, that was that was really funny to me because uh, I had to work during the Niner game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I get ESPN notifications, and it was just, like, constantly, like, Oh, the Niners are like down a bunch, and then I I look back and I'm like, oh, it's tied again. And then I saw it going to overtime. I'm like, God damn, what the hell happened? Yeah. But uh, they uh, oh, oh, sorry, I had read that. Uh, sorry, everybody, we record this in the mornings, and I I woke up like I've been up for maybe an hour and a half ish. Um. One of the the things that made me laugh about the the Raider game, because like I said, I was just watching it with my folks. Like they were having a great old time. I think I sent you that video of my mom pacing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I my love dad, how like, much your mom gets into it. What's so funny about that is my dad is totally into it too, but he doesn't like he doesn't have the body reaction. Yeah. So he's just lounging in his chair, you know, the blanket on, and I'm like, all right, man, you enjoy your game. Um, hey, he can do a fist pump and a and a shell. He clap, yeah, he claps and yells and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, what I thought was so interesting was that, like, apparently the Raiders were going to go for the tie. They they were they they had planned it out. They were going to go for the tie. They were just going to kneel it a bunch of times and yada yada. Um, but the problem was is the uh, uh, 
the Chargers called a timeout, and that changed their their. Well, it wasn't so much that they were planning for the tie. They were, they they said, well, we would have uh, played, you know, uh, to try to get downfield, but once they called timeout, they were absolutely determined. Yeah, let's win this thing. They just it it knocked all notions of playing for a tie out of their out of their system, which is good because the motto since the Al Davis era started back in the sixties has been just win, baby. And well, I saw I people think... in the stands holding signs like take the tie. And I'm like, no, fuck no, don't take the tie. Win the fucking game. What kind of fan are you? <laughs> Uh, a logical one to take out another team entirely, but you know, like I get, I get the desire to want to win. Like, don't get me wrong. That's competitive nature. One one but uh, the tie would have been, it would have been just as good. Like, no, no, it wouldn't. Because if we had tied, we like, I'm part of the fucking team. If the Raiders have tied, that's another then thing. They would have. friends do. Yeah, I know. It's like, we, we, we. It's like, what do you mean? You, 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 you're a fan. You're not part of the organization. If you're part of the organization, then you can say we. But, you know, I try so hard consciously to not do that. But, yeah, um, as the, uh, if if they had tied, they would have had to play Kansas City. They would have been the seventh seed. They would have had to play Kansas City in the first round, not what they wanted to do. Uh-huh. And the Chargers, the Chargers would have gotten the fifth seed, and the Chargers would be playing in Cincinnati because the Raiders won. The Chargers are out completely, and Pittsburgh squeaked in. Pittsburgh now has to play at Kansas City, and the Raiders are going to be playing Saturday in Cincinnati, <clears throat> which is a okay, better so seeding matchup. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, didn't mm-hmm. know that. Didn't know that. See yep. that's logical. That what what you just did there makes sense to me. There's a, there's an actual strategy to the benefit of them winning versus taking the tie. Yes, and that's what needs to be presented to me versus like just win, baby. And I'm like, ah, okay, yeah, just win, whatever. Like, it just seems greedy at that point when you say just win. And I'm like, it's more than just winning. Sports is like there's a whole movie based on fucking sports in that direction. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely strategies involved. I mean. Would would I have been satisfied with the tie? I'd have been happy to be in the playoffs, yeah. Uh, would I prefer to see a better matchup in the first round? Um, you know, I mean, Cincinnati is going to be a tough game. Uh, but, uh, you know, they played Cincinnati this year. They got drilled by the Chiefs twice this year. They got drilled by Cincinnati, but they're healthier now. And Cincinnati's healthy. You know, both teams are at pretty much full health. So it'll be an exciting game to watch. And I'm hoping for a positive outcome. I'm hoping for a Raiders win. But I always like to see the Raiders succeed and, and you know, win and whatnot. But uh, it is the playoffs. And if we're being, you know, if we're being honest, like, you guys are going to have to, both the Niners and the Raiders are going to have to play their asses off considering a lot of the teams that made it to the playoffs and have a technical bye week this so this upcoming week are arguably better than the Niners and Raiders. So well, I mean, logistics. You're not you're you're not wrong. 
but also the Raiders do have wins over some of those teams that the uh, that are in the playoffs this year. Also, and, also the argument can always be made um, any given Sunday. Like exactly, like it, it, like it can happen. It, I've seen it happen before. I've I've been not you know by my own choice, been watching sports for a long time, and I've seen crazier shit happen. So. You know, like how many se- how many seasons have there been a wild card team that made it to the Super Bowl and won? A lot, <laughs> an actual lot. <laughs> so it can happen. But yeah, out of the playoff teams, uh, the Raiders they they beat Pittsburgh uh, this year. Uh, they beat Philadelphia this year. They beat uh, Dallas this year on Thanksgiving. That was a great game. I told you that my brothers uh, went to the to the game on Sunday. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they've yeah, beaten the, three out of the fourteen teams that are in the field of play, and they've only lost to one of the teams uh, that are in the field of play, and that be Kansas City. Uh, so it's so hard to also tell people like, oh wait, they lost to Cincinnati too. Sorry. Um, it's also hard to tell people like I don't dislike sports. It's not. It's not like I hate sports. I just don't. I don't care about the hardcore fandoms, and I don't care about the uh, stats and shit. Yeah, I get why people would. I totally understand it. Like, I'm not. I'm not sitting there saying like nobody should do it. I just personally don't fucking care. And, yeah. Uh, um. Uh. So if you ever talk with sports with me, and I just don't know anything, there's that's why. But I will be watching the Niner game. I will be watching the Raider game. I want to see both teams succeed technically. I mean, more so the Niners than the Raiders, but that's, you know, that's a bias situation if you catch my drift, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, so fucking um, California sports was interesting. <laughs> Football specifically. It's also well, it's really funny playing with those Canadians that I do on Fall Guys because they all are huge into hockey. Oh yeah. So I'll be like, I'll be talking to them on the phone or playing the game with them, and they're watching the the fucking Leafs game or some shit like that. And then all of a sudden, one of it, like, I'll, like Brendan specifically or newbie, he'll uh, all of a sudden just be like, "Fuck yeah, another one!" And I'm like, "Oh, Leafs scored." Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the other one is we play with a guy from the UK, and uh, if we play fall ball, which has giant soccer balls on it. Will intentionally like overemphasize the word soccer. <laughs> oh yeah, because outside of the U.S., it's football. Everywhere else in the world. Yep. Well, not true. Uh, a lot of other countries call it soccer too, because um, that's how it was introduced to them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Not every but country for calls a it huge soccer, but a, for a huge part of the world, though it is football. Yeah. Yeah, a much larger part of the world calls it football or football. And then, like, because that's the thing is that uh, what uh, what the UK guy will call it is um, he'll whenever, whenever the football drops down, the actual oblong football, he'll be like, oh, the American football dropped. <laughs> Which always makes me laugh. But, uh, yeah, sports, is, uh, sports has always been fascinating to me just from the perspective of how uh, – how much people give a shit about it because to me sports is pure entertainment that's all it's for there's nothing there's nothing else from sports other than entertainment and 
I think I've made a joke to my brother because he, you know, him and him and my brother were both wearing their Raider jerseys. And uh, they took a picture in a place with a bunch of other people who were all dressed in Raider, Raider outfits. And I was like, oh, they're all dressed as their favorite character. That's cute. <laughs> and he looks up at me. He's like, oh, it's 100% cosplay. Like, there's no arguing there. And I'm like, all right, I'm glad we're on the same page. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's true, though. You know, uh, I always find it funny when, because I'm I'm um, an enigma in the sports world and the collecting world, because I'm one of those rare crossovers that are diehard into both. Like, I'm diehard into mini painting and diehard into toy collecting and diehard into model building, but I'm also a diehard sports fan. I'm not your typical fucking nerd. Um, I do find a lot more nerds enjoy foot like enjoy sports though. Like oh that. yeah, they 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 do, but not to the extent that not diehard, not diehard. Yeah, yeah, and um, but it always strikes me as funny as you know, like these prototypical jock sports fans who are all like. Uh, fucking D and D nerds, but yet they've got their fucking man caves decked out in team colors, and they're dressed as, you know, in or their play team fantasy colors football and play fantasy football. Yeah, like we do, and you know, congratulations on your season. Um, uh, it wasn't my season. Well, you know, but yeah, it's that that fucking attitude is like nerds you know looking down on it you're doing the same shit in just a different fashion Mm -hmm. yeah that's i mean that's why like maybe i have such an apprehensive towards people who like sports because you know those are the ones that you know made my fucking high school life a goddamn nightmare which is unfortunate for a lot of people and but yeah the, the jocks were the fucking worst and i hated it so Anyway, that's a different story. Um, well, what do we won't get, in- get into today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, why don't we go ahead and get into uh, episode three of Bo- or chapter three of Boba F- uh, the book of Boba Fett, um, which, uh, like I said, is the only thing we're reviewing today. Which we'll probably end the podcast like right after we're done reviewing it because we got nothing else. And we did. Just yeah, we normally don't about football. We don't normally talk for 30 minutes before the review. Instead, we're doing it. And we, we flipped it up this time. It's weird. It was a, definitely <clears throat> a, 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 a departure from the norm. Not intentional is what I was meaning. Like, I didn't expect us to talk about sports for 30 minutes, which is very uncommon for me. Um, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, Book of Boba Fett, episode three, uh, picks up from last week where you know, as we said, there are two stories going on right now. There's Boba Fett and his life after escaping the Sarlacc pit, and then his life after, you know, the story with Mandalorian, um, where he's on Jabba's throne. And uh, we get a lot less of the past in this episode. A lot less of it. Mm-hmm. Um. But the long and short of that story is that he goes to talk to, um, what is that, that fucking syndicate? The Pikes. The Pikes, thank you. He goes to talk to the Pikes, uh, makes a deal with them, 
goes back to his Tuscan Raider village and it's been completely destroyed and everyone's killed by the biker gang that he fucked over in the last episode. Um, you know, seeing the repercussions of his actions in a sense. Uh, and that was really it we got of the past. I think there was something else, but I'm drawing a blank. You're I mean, a lot more fresh on it than I am, but that that was essentially it. One thing you do get to see though, as he's riding the Bantha into Moss Eisley, yeah. um, there was a, a Mandalorian cam cameo. Uh, was there a Amy Sedaris's character and her three pit droids? I missed her. Where the fuck was she? They just walking in the background as he's riding into Moss Eisley on the Bantha. Oh, that's awesome. I miss that entirely. I'll have to go back and I don't that. think it was actually her, but it was meant to be her character for sure. Gotcha. With her three pit droids. Um well it wouldn't surprise me if she did show up in this episode because we got quite a bit of cameos. Uh we the first did. one. The first one being, I would say, Stephen Root. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was like, oh my god, it's Stephen Root. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um but yeah, he shows up as a moisture farmer who is uh, pissed off that some... Not a moisture farmer, but a moisture farmer investor. And he's basically a fucking uh, one of those... Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Greg? I don't know. He's a, he's 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 a, one of those venture capitalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, yeah. It, we don't find that out until later anyway, because he's the way that he's kind of describing his job to Boba Fett, um, trying to get Boba to do something about it. Um, he, uh, he then goes into town and talks to this, I don't even want to call them a biker gang, but they're, they're biker gang. Yeah, they're a biker gang like the fucking. Remember that fucking video from that one musical group, Land Steal My Sunshine? Yeah. They're yeah, a yeah, biker yeah, gang yeah. like that group was a biker gang <laughs> fucking yeah. riding around on scooters and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes and talks to them and they're just like, he's overcharging for water. And it's hard to find jobs because of something and, and because of the syndicates and whatnot. And, and so Boba Fett offers them a job. Um, to work for him essentially as not as bodyguards per se, but definitely like enforcers. But then Steven Root comes out and Steven's like, they stole. <laughs> He's like, why are you overcharging for water? So that, that was, I, I love that little scene. Um, yeah. I think that's about the time that we got the pass. We got the shot of the past and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After that, he goes and, back to his back to tank to rest up and heal. And that's when we got the flashback, which is interrupted. Now, before we get into what he's interrupted by, I have to give this show massive credit for two things. First and foremost, practical effects all over the place. Like mm -hmm. what we're about to talk about is just a dude in a fucking suit, which is awesome. Um, but did you notice that whenever they do a shot outside of Jabba's Palace or now Boba's Palace or outside of Moss Eisley and there's an animal of some kind, it's actually stop motion? Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Like when they had the Bomar Mountain Droid. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's got that jittery fucking stop motion type animation. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> now they could have done that CGI. It's totally possible. I mean, for the Lego movie, they totally like made it look like it was stop motion, even though it's not. So, you know, it's, 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 pl- it's totally possible to make it look that way. But the fact that they even tried to make it look that way is so awesome. Yeah, and I I have no idea if it is animated that way, but the practical effects in this is awesome. I like that it looks all practical to me. So, what is he interrupted by in his back to tank? Uh, his back to tank is opened, and he is jerked out of it by the Wookie, uh, former gladiator, uh, Black Crescenton. I didn't know. I didn't know his name. <laughs> yeah, Black Crescenton. They actually say his name. They just call him Chrysanthemum, though. I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't catch that. Was that last week or this week? No, that was this week. Jesus. Um, but yeah, that fight was awesome. So like the 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 uh, uh, let my sunshine or whatever the fuck it was, um, gang, biker gang. Um, they come in shortly after Boba's just being fucking literally tossed around by this Wookie, tossed around like a rag doll, like a fuck, he, yeah. And, you know, you get to see Tamura Morrison, you know, he's basically fighting in his boxer shorts. And people are like, you know, have been jokingly calling him Dad Bod Boba Fett. He's not fat. He's stout. He's in good shape. You yeah, know, he's just he's just, he's just a, like a rectangle. Thick, he's a thick individual. Yeah. Which is a lot more realistic to, to a sense of strength, you know, like... um. I think we've discussed this in the past, but uh, look at um, strongman competitions. Those mm-hmm. dudes are not triangles. They're not bodybuilders. They all have no. a little bit of a gut because, you know, they, they eat a lot. They have to eat a lot if they're going to fucking build muscle like that. To quote Nick Frost from fucking Paul, it's not fat, it's power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, so this fight was actually fucking awesome. Like I really enjoyed it. It was it was practical. It was it was um uh it was just action packed and they ended up winning. They ended up capturing the fucking Wookiee cuz Shenick fan comes in and she's like everyone move back and she fucking hits that button and he drops into this into the rancor pit. The rancorless uh, rancor pit. Right. Or is it? <laughs> So yeah, so, shortly, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, shortly after that, that's uh you see Boba and Shand there sitting at a feasting table and she's you know like happily eating up fucking game bird or whatever it is and the droids are bringing more food and he's like no more food that's enough food you know he's all upset he's like I need to show my hands somebody or I need to make uh you know react to this somebody's trying to kill me it's the huts and then the huts show up the twins and they're apologizing for sending uh chrysanthemum to uh a, attempt to kill boba fett and they say we've been lied to both of us and he's like what do you mean he's like go talk to the mayor the yeah. mayor's played us he's like as a gift you can keep the Wookiee. And here's this other gift. Oh, it's a Rancor. Complete with a Danny Trejo Rancor Keeper. 
<laughs> so I want to point something out about this movie or this show. Something small. Actually, go ahead and talk. Yeah, because this, I'll bring it up because I, okay. Go ahead. One of the characters in this show is actually a friend of the people at Trash Film Orgy. I've met the dude in real life, like often, frequently. Oh, yeah? Uh, but we have to talk about the Rancor situation first because it doesn't make sense if I, I'm just bringing, I was just looking at the cast. Anyway, well, okay. So the Rancor scene. Um, not only has this show given insight to the Tuscan Raiders and how they function and made them more, given them more humanity, if you will. That's the best way I can put it. Now it's done it with the Rancor. Yeah. Uh, and the, the... I, I, I love the shout out where he talks about, you know, it's been said that the witches of Dothamir have ridden these into battle. And I'm like, oh, that's from straight up from the fucking expanded universe in the books, the witches of Dothamir. So the witches of Dothamir actually appear in the. Um, the they appear the, in uh, Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Yeah. Mm hmm. But they weren't riding Rancors. No, Rancors were on the planet, though. Like, you yep. have to fight Rancors on that on Dothamir when you're playing the game. Yep. Um, Great game. But, yeah, fucking fantastic game. Uh, Platinum that thing in under five days. I like how people call it a Souls-like game. I'm like, it's not very Souls-like. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just kind of hard. Like, put that bad boy on easy. Trust me, it's fine. Um. Anyway, the uh, yeah, the like Danny Trejo's character, the the Rancor Keeper, kind of puts perspective on like that shot from um, Return of the Jedi when the Rancor Keeper in that in that part of the movie like is is devastated that his Rancor died. Yeah, like it makes fucking sense now, and like I'm fucking stoked that we get to see this Rancor more in the future, and that Danny goddamn Trejo, like. I love that Robert Rodriguez is just like, hey, friend. <laughs> yeah. Be in Star Wars. Oh, it's so awesome. Um, but yeah, so after that scene, like the uh, the Matt Berry droid comes in and says, uh, the, um, the, the, the mayor is leaving for a certain period of time or something like that. Like for some 10 days. Yeah, 20 days. 20 days. So him and Fennec head to the mayor's office. And this is the part that I wanted to bring up. So the receptionist at the desk. Oh, the, the guy that looks like Brian O'Halloran from clerks with a mullet. Yeah. So his name is Galen Howard and, um, early, uh, trash film origin movies star him. Oh, that dude is from Sacramento, which is, that's I pretty did, fucking I, interesting. Watching it. I was like, I'm watching the fucking movie and I'm going, no, not movie, Jesus. I'm watching the show and I'm like, why does he look so fucking familiar? Like my brain just wasn't making the connection. I was just now looking through the the, the credits on IMDb and I'm like, holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. So I know that he's appeared in, he was in the other episode too. Yeah, he was in last week's episode too. Um, yeah, let me look at his, his, his fucking... 
damn, he has been he has been in 123 things. He was in two That's episodes awesome. of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Holy shit! Yeah, if I go to his like first movies, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, Monster from Bikini Beach. That was a, a TFO movie. Uh, uh, wow, he's just fucking dipping into everything. Apparently, this guy's been in a lot, a lot That's more awesome. than I would have expected. But, but yeah, he's 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 been in a lot more TFO stuff than yeah. He's in Badass Monster Killer, which my buddy Jawara was in, like starred in, was the main character. Oh. Huh. I think my brother had a cameo in that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the cast right now. Like, it's a lot of the people that I know personally. I did, so, I did. that's very cool. Yep, there's my brother's. <laughs> there's my brother's IMDb page. I forgot my brother has an IMDb page. <laughs> that's hilarious. I fucking complete because he was in a bunch of Smosh sketches too, which is a Sacramento-based YouTube channel that blew the fuck up. God, that's fucking fun! I completely forgot my brother has a goddamn fucking IMDb page. <laughs> so, so one of the things because I'm going to segue back to the show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just I was geeking out for a minute because it's just cool. It's just cool to see like a lot yeah, it is. It Star is cool. Wars. That is cool. On I do not deny that. One of the things that Boba Fett was talking about though, he's like, I'd like to ride it. He wants to learn to ride the Rancor, and I can't wait till we get that payoff scene of Boba Fett riding into battle on the back of a Rancor. Rancor just trashing people in front of him, and then he takes off with his jetpack, shooting down, raining hell down upon something. That'll just be badass. That's how I'm seeing it play out in my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Matt Berry's droid character, 8D8, uh, he says... I'll never remember that fucking name unless they say it, like, loudly. Um, He's like, yeah, the mayor's uh, not available for the next over 20 days. And Fett's like, oh, the fuck he's not. We're going now. <laughs> so they show up. And, of course, you know, the uh, the the backup gang, they, they go with Fett. They go to conf- confront the mayor. Um, and the major domo, he's like, oh, yeah, let me see if I can go uh, squeeze you in. And locks the door, they break in, and nobody's there, and it leads to a speeder chase. You know, he they run out of the front of the building. There he is. He's trying to flee in a speeder. And here's the little cybernetic backup gang uh, that are chasing on their tricked-out speeders. Uh, and, you know, it ends when they, when they catch him. Uh and he's like, all right, the mayor's gone, and he's in alliance with the Pikes. Then you see the Pikes, uh, they get off a Starliner, and Fennec says, uh, they're going to war. And he's like, well, we'll be ready. And that's how it ends. A lot of fun. Yeah. You had two really, really solid action sequences in this episode. You know, the fight scene and then the... Uh... 
the speed the of chase, chase. Mm-hmm. which is always fun to see. Um, and then you and, had, I think, more story development in this episode too. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that that, that I was praising this show for last week is like you're getting a lot of character growth in Boba Fett. You're getting a lot of development because we really never had that much of it before. Nope. This is my argument every fucking time. Like every time we talk about Boba Fett outside of the show it was always like, we never oh, he's had. A badass. Oh yeah. Why is he a badass? Who is he? What has he done? Yeah. yeah exactly. Besides stand there and look fucking cool. Yep. And, uh, got whacked by a blind man with a stick in the jetpack and fell into a giant worm's mouth. Ooh, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> and that's, I think that to me is the, the thing that people have a, such a rough time with the show too. Cause I've seen a lot of people talk about like, I hate that he has his helmet off a lot. And it's like, why wouldn't he have his helmet off? Just because we only saw him for a grand total of what, five minutes with his helmet on doesn't inherently mean that he doesn't want it on all the time. Yeah, he didn't, he, he wasn't uh he didn't grow up in the fucking mandalorian uh tribes that believe that you know this is the way you never take your helmet off you know he didn't grow up in that culture right um also if i'm not mistaken that's his still his dad's armor technically it's just repainted or whatever yeah it's it's jango fett's original armor it's just repainted green instead of silver and Django was barely like Mandalorian, in in terms he, of like. Um, uh, but they culture. they did they did establish though that he was true Mandalorian, I do believe in the in in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he is yeah full on Mandalorian blood from the planet Mandalore. But um, what I mean is uh, the traditions and the religious at, uh, connotations. I don't think that no, Django he didn't follow that. He didn't. Yeah, that's that's what I mean by that. But uh, he was just a simple man trying to make his way across the galaxy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm really fucking like, I feel like if you were on the fence about Boba Fett, this would have put you on the side of it being a good show. Uh, this episode, at least, like the fact that the Huts aren't like a super feared fucking syndicate, and now we're getting more syndicates in the galaxy. That to me is fucking awesome. Um, I would love this show to somehow make it to Coruscant, where I know it's way worse there. Oh yeah, you know, uh, eventually we might see something like that. But I like the reined-in, like close-up look in one little sector right now. Uh, that we're getting. Oh, sure, 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 Ultimately, sure. I do want to see some expansion. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't think the season's going to do that. I think pr- this season will primarily take place on on Tatooine, but um, I do like how they gave Tatooine a little bit more uh, uh, growth in the planet itself. When that, when uh, Stephen Root's character was like, "Yeah, this planet used to be covered in water," and I'm like, "That's fucking awesome." Yeah, because one one of the biggest complaints that Star Wars gets is um, that it doesn't make sense that there are complete individual planets with just one top topographical feature. And um, 
Like there's, you know, there's one planet of this and one planet of that. And it's like a planet would have multiple top topographical features. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but giving that little bit of like context, it, it makes sense. And that's the other thing that like, it should be clarified planets that are in, that are habitable wouldn't have one topographical feature. Yeah. But like, you know, there was at one point in history where earth looked like Mustafar where it was uninhabitable. And it was just like the tectonic plates were going fucking crazy before water was even on the planet. You know, there there's, you know, look at Mars. We've looked at Mars for years and Mars has one topographical feature as far as we can tell. And it's dirt. <laughs> Red it's rust. fucking dirt. So it's not out of the realm of total possibility that there would be multiple planets that were one topographical feature, but it's a little harder to put into context when you think about it from the aspect of one topical, topical, topographical fe uh, feature that's habitable. Like yeah. that's, that's, you have to add in that second part for it to make sense. We're also talking Star Wars. There's a whole thing called the Force, and like you just not overthink it. It's Star Wars. But, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get final thoughts on this episode in a grade, and then we'll uh, we'll get the fuck out of here. Oh, I absolutely give this episode an A. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, we got some more character development. We got some backstory development. We got some forward development, and where the show's going to go. Uh, you know, some more drama created, attention created with the Pikes. Uh, Stephen Root's just always a fun cameo, no matter what. Uh, Danny Trejo also, also is also a um, great addition. Uh, love the fact that Robert Rodriguez directed this, and you could tell, you know, it definitely has his style attached to it, uh, especially during the chase scene. Uh, that felt very Robert Rodriguez to me. Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying it a whole lot and I'm excited for next week. I give it an A. What about you? Um, yeah, this episode gets a solid A+. Um, I like how it was a bit more condensed also. Uh, I don't think that episodes need to be as long as an hour like last week's. Um, so it was really nice to see this episode kind of be shorter and but more you know, packed full of, of content in my, in my opinion. Uh, but it was nice also to see all those cameos. It was nice to kind of, uh, make this show a little bit more fun, if that makes sense. Um, it felt like it was getting really heavy handed last week. And I was like, I was like, I hope it doesn't stick that way. Um, it was nice. You know, like I said, we got more context to, uh, the, the Tuscan Raiders, but, um, it's just, it's just, you know, long in the tooth, you know? And so this episode was like, oh, no, no, no. We're, you know, you're getting a bunch of fucking story. And you're getting you're getting progress forward, moving progress forward. So, And now they're building up to a fucking, like, a war. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, oh, this is exciting. So. Yeah. Nothing like crime families going at it. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Star Wars that always, that always throws me for a loop is that people will always say certain things like, Oh, it's 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 just space wizards and like you can't overthink it and yada yada yada. And my argument to that all the time is Star Wars is such a huge universe onto itself that 
you can tell stories that don't have to do with Jedi's. You can tell stories that don't have to do with the, you know, the Skywalkers. There's tons of ways to tell stories in, 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 in Star Wars and to ignore half of those kills me. Uh, it's one of the reasons that fucking um, Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies because it's a fucking heist movie mm-hmm. uh, in Star Wars. Uh, one of my favorite video games of Star Wars is... Uh, um, <sighs> drawing a blank on the name of it. Knights of the Old Republic? No, uh, Republic Commando. Oh. Where you play as... you? Yeah, you play as a, a group of um, clone troopers. Mm-hmm. Highly specialized clone troopers, but clone troopers nonetheless. And yeah, I know a lot of people don't like the second movie, you know, rightfully so. But uh, um, because it sucks, is why I'm saying that. Uh, but like, that second movie, th- he means Attack of the Clones, episode two. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I meant I meant to say episode two, but I said the second movie. Uh there are a lot of things that come from the prequels that are really good and can be really good. Granted, there's a lot that's also bad, but that's besides the point. And uh, one of those things is Republic Commando. It's a great fucking game. I actually replayed it not too long ago, and I was like, it still holds up. It's still solid. But um, that game has no Jedis in it. It's literally you just play as clone troopers, and there's a whole story there. Uh you know, think about Rebels. Um, Rebels was mostly about people who didn't have force powers. I say mostly because it's not entirely, obviously. Um, and I personally am of the mindset that we need more of that in Star Wars. We need more... Sorry, we need less force powers. Stories, force power stories. I still like Jedi and I still, you know, like force power stuff. But we don't need as much of it as we have had. There's more to tell. And Boba Fett and Mandalorian are showcasing that. Because, you know, Mandalorian is a lone samurai story, right? Lone samurai, it's, it's, it's you know, inspired by primarily Lone Wolf and Cub, but mm-hmm. also by, like, old school samurai movies. And a few westerns here and there, but westerns are also inspired by those movies. Anyway, um, and now what's Boba Fett? Boba Fett is a fucking crime syndicate movie or show. I keep calling it a movie because it has that quality to me, but uh so yeah, I'm just excited to see where Boba Fett goes. Like I'm I'm like I'm in hundred percent in. So uh not that I wasn't prior to this episode, but this episode just cemented it. Um anyway, uh that's gonna do it for us this week, everybody. Um Next week, obviously, episode or chapter four of the Book of Boba Fett, but we're also going to watch the movie Injustice, which is based off of the video games of the same name, the DC video games. And uh, comics. I, I don't know how much it's like, because it, it started in video games. I thought the comic came first. No, no. They released the comic first, but they made the comic after started production of the game. The game was like, it started production about four years prior to the comics release. Oh. Um, yeah, because it was entirely designed to be a fighting game from the get. And they needed a way to make a conflict that, you know, kind of worked. But as a lot of people pointed out, it goes against Superman's character. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. But 
Oh, I mean, he becomes a totalitarian dictator. Well, they needed, like, I don't know if you've played the game. So I don't feel like yeah. I'm spoiling anything here, but... I've, I've uh, played the games. Yeah, like, you take out not only Superman's, you know, wife and unborn child, but then you also destroy his city with a nuke. He's gonna be mad. He's gonna be real mad. But straight up, like, punching the Joker's heart out is a whole, whole nother can of worms of, of, of a conversation. And we'll get to it next week when we talk about it. But yeah, it's uh, the movie's coming to, to to HBO Max on the seventeenth. So, and we've heard it's bad, but can't you know, won't know until we watch it ourselves, and we'll let you know next week what we thought of it. But uh, but yeah, like I said, that's it. Um, make sure you guys uh, let me pull up my notes here. Uh, check out all the socials listed below. Um, that's what we keep in contact with you, um, or at least try to. We we're very forgetful, both of us about our social medias, but um, that's also where you'll know when new episodes come out too. So go follow them. Uh, check out the Teespring store. We have a new design, new ish design with um, the art from uh, what's your, what's your friend's name that did the art? Uh, William Fong. Yes. So yeah, the, the art from William Mr. Fong. Mr. But... Mr. Jet 3000 on Instagram. If you want to hit him up for commissions, he does amazing work. Yes, he does. There you go. Um, but yeah, so we have uh we have that design on the Teespring uh, store entirely. Um, also, go check out the YouTube channel. Uh, that's where you'll be able to watch the live footage, or the, the not live, but the... Um, well, you'll be able to see my face and a picture of Maya. Uh, uh, but yeah, go watch picture. that <laughs> It's a good picture. It is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's it. I don't think there's anything else to bring up. Um, so Maya, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's a public profile. they are linked there. You can do so from there. If you want to catch me on other shows on face on uh, on other podcasts, you can do so on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on Figure Banging every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And sometimes on Shelf Gravy on alternating Wednesdays uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's everywhere we can find me. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can follow me on all social medias under Chub Rock Geek. You can go check me out on the Mission Start podcast with Anthony where we talk about video game stuff. The latest episode that's up is about the Game Awards, which aired in December. Um, that's currently live, as far as I know. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, uh, that's Mission Start podcast, uh, where you listen to your podcast. But, um, but yeah, that's it for me. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, Book of Boba Fett, Episode 4, um, and uh, Injustice, the DC animated movie on HBO Max. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>